0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi and welcome to Academy Rewind, the fortnightly podcast where we take a look at the Oscars from years past. I'm Tim and with me as always is my friend who loves to witness things, Palmer. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm fine. What is it like being Amish Palmer? Uh, It's fun. That's good.
1: No phones, no lights, no motor cars, not a single luxury.
0: Hm. You know, like Harrison Ford. Yeah. All right, I get you. Actually, well, it's not totally wrong. Or <laughs> well, I would say that before that Super Bowl Alexa commercial that he did for the money. He did it for money? the free Alexa. I think that was it. Oh, Alexa, I need you to do things. Oh, my, 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 my.
1: Alexa, who shot first? Me or Greedo? I don't remember. Yeah,
0: why is why is your <laughs> why is your hair why is hair support British? <laughs> it's not in this not in this everyone's British. Anyway, we're here to talk about the nineteen eighty six Best Picture nominated films. They are as follows Witness, Kiss of the Spider Woman, Prezi's Honor, Out of Africa and the Color Purple Palmer. Yes. What do you think won Best Picture?
1: Out of Africa?
0: That is correct. Yay. Yay, Out of Africa, one best picture. Yep. Spoiler. Maybe it deserves it, who's to say? It's not really a spoiler. <laughs> good good call. I know. <laughs> All right, so we'll start with Witness, directed by Peter Weir, written by Earl W. Wallace and William Kelly, starring Harrison Ford, Kelly McGinness, Joseph Summer, Lucas Haas, Patty LaPone, Danny Glover, and in the background, without a word, <laughs> Viggo Mortensen.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought he played that other Amish guy.
0: No, I thought he did too. I was like, this doesn't look like Vigo Mortison. And then he showed up at the end. I was like, oh, that's Vigo <laughs> right there.
1: There you are.
0: I found you. You look exactly the same.
1: <laughs> Good job, Vigo.
0: Good job looking like yourself. Good job. Anyway, this movie was nominated for Best Picture, Actor for Ford, Director, Cinematography, Art Direction, and Music. It won. Best editing and best original screenplay. The plot, for those of you who have not seen Witness, Witness um, plot: a young Amish boy is the sole witness to a murder in Philadelphia. Policeman John Book, a uh, John Booker, John Book, John Book. Booker, uh, John Book, goes into hiding in Amish country to protect him until the trial. Also, himself and stuff. I'd not seen. I have not seen any of these movies previous.
1: To, yeah, no, neither have I.
0: To, to this episode, they were all fresh, baby. Yeah, so I, I don't have any. I don't. I didn't have any. Any emotional ties to it whatsoever. None. The only one I could argue that I had an emotional tie to is the color purple because I, I've read the book. Ah, that was it. That was it. That yep. was it. So, witness. What did you think about witness?
1: I really liked it. It's fine. No, it's not fine, it's really good. It's well written. It is well written. It's well acted and <clears throat> I like Harrison Ford. I always like Harrison Ford. But Harrison Ford plays Harrison Ford. Absolutely. I do not disagree with that. And so I thought this kind of gave him a little different take. Like he was he, he wasn't unrecognizable. Sure. I don't but, think
0: Harrison Ford is ever unrecognizable. No,
1: but he was, he was less Harrison Ford to me in this movie.
0: You know, I kind of know what you're talking about, but at the same time, he felt very Harrison Ford to me. I think it's because he smiled at children in a nice way. And I was like, oh, that's nice. This is what that's, that's not what Harrison Ford does. I know, exactly. That was
1: the acting. <laughs> acting. That, was that acting. is why he got the nomination.
0: Because you're like, oh, my God, you do, like, have emotions of warmth and fuzziness. <laughs> it's so interesting. And that's what.
1: <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Right. So I, I
0: I didn't dislike the movie by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I don't want to. Don't get me wrong here. It, to me, didn't feel like a best picture movie. Like, I finished it and I said, that was a good movie. I enjoyed that. And that was, you know what I mean?
1: Okay. I, I see what you're saying. But a lot of these movies this year didn't feel like that.
0: I completely agree with you. This chunk of movies was so strange.
1: Yeah. So, like, I would definitely say *Color Purple* and *Out of Africa* feel like Academy like Award Academy. movies. Academy.
0: Um, I could you could argue and I could Kiss argue of Kiss, of Woman. Woman. Yep. *Kiss of the Spider Woman*. Yep, *Kiss of the Spider Woman* was the first independent, independent. Yes. film nominated.
1: Stop stop stomping on palmer's fun facts.
0: Okay, dig deeper for your fun facts because I didn't even look at a fun fact and I knew that. Look,
1: to be fair, I looked at the fun facts on on all these movies and it was hard finding three that I found that interesting. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go. So, um So I like Harrison Ford and I also I really like the Amish. Like I I like I'm fascinated a, just by just the Amish g- culture just in general. sure. Um, yeah.
0: And, but really, like, <clears throat> su- like, shouldn't be comfortable, but it's it is.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, they I've gone to Amish country before. Just hit what? Just a tour. I, I didn't know this about you. Oh yeah, what? We had a co- we have a coworker that used that that we used to work with that lives out in Pennsylvania. That I knew right. And one of the times I went to visit her, we went on like a little sightseeing tour of <clears throat> of Amish country. Whoa! It wasn't like it was definitely not in the same vein as they, as like you see in this movie. Sure. Where they bring you to like a mart that all these Amish people shop at and they're like, hey, don't take pictures. Mm-hmm. This was kind of like a, a horse-drawn... Buggy, almost was it a horse drawn buggy? I can't remember, but yeah, it was it definitely like wasn't a electric. Huh? It probably wasn't electric. No, but it was. Well, it wasn't the Amish giving the tour, right? But it um, was kind of like on the outskirts of the of the country, so like you could see the sheds, you could see the uh, land that okay. they built, and you could see some of them like passing by. But it wasn't intrusive. Gotcha. At least I didn't think it was intrusive. I don't know how the Amish feel. A number
0: of years ago, I was in New York City, and uh, we had to get. We had to get a cab, and I ended up in the front seat because they were like, you're going to talk to people. Sit in the front.
1: Right. And so and the driver was Amish?
0: No, but so I, I don't remember how we got on this topic of conversation by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but it was kind of like, you know, what do you hope to accomplish kind of dreams and whatever. And he said that the best time he's ever had in his whole life, he went on vacation to Amish country, and all he's doing now is saving his money to go back and live there. Yeah. Like, that's what he wants to do. He wants to go back and live there. I hope that guy made it. That was a long time ago, I think. <laughs> if I you're was, out there, guy. That was, like, 15 years ago. So yeah. I really hope that guy made it. But
1: maybe not 15 years ago. Maybe yeah, and, and I'm kind of like, like, I'm, I, like I said there, i be like, I would love to live in Amish country. But I really wouldn't because I'm too dependent upon technology. So if I could have the best of both worlds, I'd be great.
0: The um, low-bred Low blood pressure, simplistic, simplistic life, right?
1: But but I still technology. get to have the electricity.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can have both.
1: I, I think you could.
0: I mean, I'm sure you could, but I don't think you could there. No,
1: probably not. We're,
0: we're slightly off topic here. No, no, we're still
1: talking about Amish people.
0: The synth music in Witness wasn't doing it for me.
1: What? But this is the 80s. Like you. Yeah, you but I'm need looking at music. it as like,
0: does this movie hold up? And synth
1: it, music always
0: holds up. No, it doesn't. I no because the technology changes so like the synth in this film sounds like old synth music as yeah. opposed to you know a a more quality sound sa- just a more quality sound
1: I always like in some of these older movies and I find it especially true in the 80s it, and it usually with synth music where the music will play and it'll sound like it'll get to a point where it's like warbly sure and I'm like, oh, I wonder if that was what it sounded like back then. Oh, I don't know. Well, How do you not know? Jeez.
0: I don't know. I, to be honest, I was looking at my notes and I wasn't lazy to listen to the second part of the question.
1: But like the music gets w- very warbly and kind of like it almost sounds like it elongates like there's something wrong with the musical track. In a synth. In a synth. Or in, uh, in the 80s movies, especially 70s and 80s, I find oh, it with these, okay. with some of the music, not all the music, but some.
0: Oh, oh! I understand, but but if you're watching a digital copy of something, I'm not sure. So you're right, but if the
1: if the audio track that it's being taken from,
0: oh, was fresh or not? Right. Then the then the audio, like the dialogue, would and the sound effects would probably also. Yeah, it's usually
1: always just the music. That's I mean, it, weird. It
0: maybe it's supposed to sound that yeah. way. Then. That's why I don't
1: like it. But I mean, I I like the writing. I really like the story. Um, I do like that it wasn't a whodunit. It was kind of like you, you know who you know who does it at the beginning. Yep, and then very early on, you know that he's part of the police force, right? Um, so good it's twist. good yeah. twists. I, should I mean, say. but I mean, it's it's like right there in the first third of the movie, mm-hmm. and it kind of gets it out of the way, and then the movie's able to explore what it wants to explore.
0: I I don't disagree with you. But at the same at the same time, I felt like it used all of the fun goodness. So by the time he ended up in Amish country and everything, I was like, I, I feel like all the good stuff's already behind
1: me. Uh, when he got to, when he got to Amish country, it became a comedy.
0: Well, that's the thing. This movie is like it was one joke away—not even a joke, but just like a wink and a nod away from just being a comedy because the setup is like Amish kid go into the city right? witnesses a murder it protection by the police police go undercover to protect him in Amish country that's a comedy that's just that movie with Tim Allen and Christy Alley Jungle <laughs> of the Jungle Richard or Poorer for Richard or Poorer
1: I know what movie it was I couldn't remember what, I, just, I couldn't remember I, what movie it was I just like naming other Tim Allen movies <laughs> Jungle to the
0: Jungle right great movie yeah it wasn't uh, maybe it was I don't remember Probably wasn't.
1: Oh, it was it? Was good.
0: Um, yeah. So, like, again, I liked it. It just was. I don't know. It was fine.
1: It was good, which, which is understandable. I I felt it was better than your typical detective fair. Yes, police fair. I
0: agree, and I liked that it didn't wrap up the way that you expected it to. Right.
1: Everyone died.
0: Well, you could feel it moving in this like. Oh, they're going to love each other. Right. Then, it was
1: yeah. it was really surprising when he purposely ran over that other Amish guy who had affections for Kelly McGillis. Yeah.
0: Twist? Chapman <laughs> twist. The guy you thought was yep. Vigo Mortensen the whole time. Yep, the guy
1: who I thought was Vigo Mortensen.
0: Yep, it wasn't.
1: Anyway, yeah. it was yeah. a good movie. I I understand that you don't think it feels like an Academy Award movie, but given the fact that it was nominated, um I think it was very good.
0: But I think we, I think we, bloody well know that sometimes when a movie is nominated for an Academy Award, it doesn't even deserve its nomination. And I'm not saying yeah. the Witness doesn't deserve its nomination. Mostly, you've been reading
1: my Twitter. <laughs>
0: I always read your Twitter, <laughs> but you know, I don't think I don't. Sometimes movies just don't deserve nominations that get them. Yeah, And even though this is only five of them, like what else came out this year that isn't worthy of your nomination? Uh, there was literally only one other movie. Oh, just the one. Yep. What was that one side movie? I don't movie? remember. Oh, well, it was probably The Rescuers Down Under. Great movie. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Pretty sure The Rescuers Down Under came out in the 90s.
1: Maybe it was just The Rescuers. Or Black. No, you know what? Black Culture. Yep. That's what came wow, out. Wow,
0: not a great year for movies, really. <laughs> in, in the grade scheme. 1985. Not winning. No. All right. Anyway, some fun
1: facts. Yep. Yeah, so Viggo Mortensen's feature film debut. Uh-huh. He was offered the part in the film the same day that he was offered to play a role in Henry V, in Shakespeare in the Park in New York City. Wow. Yeah. And I assume he took the film role. Um, I'm assuming he took both roles. He probably took both. Because you know he was just in the background. It didn't That's take true. that long. Yeah, probably a one yeah. day kind of thing. And they filmed a lot in in uh, Lancaster. Pennsylvania. No, no, no. It's They pronounce it Lancaster. But I pronounce it Lancaster. I know, because that's the correct way. Okay. The Amish speak German in the film, even though it's seldom spoken by the community in real life. Uh-huh. In preparation for her role, Kelly McGillis lived with an actual Amish widow and her seven children for a while before filming began to get the speech cadence down and to observe the daily life of an Amish widowed
0: mother. But she was sad when she wasn't nominated for Best Actress then. Feels like a lot of work.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of surprised she doesn't get nominated over other people. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get some, some good fun facts. The movie I think you want to talk about the most, Kiss of the Spider Woman, directed by Hector Barbenko, written by Leonard Schrader and Manuel Plieg, based on the novel by Manuel, starring William Hurt, Raul Julia, and Sonia Braga. Nominated for Best Picture, Director, and Adapted Screenplay, it won Best Actor for William Hurt. The plot, a gay man and a political prisoner are together in a, pri- in a Latin American prison. The gay man narrates the stories of two fake movies and his own life. And then stuff happens. It's really only one fake movie, though. Yeah. Look, I just pulled the... Yeah, I know, I know, IMDb.
1: but, like, I saw that, I'm like, no, he's he only says one.
0: You know, I pulled it today, I wasn't really paying yeah. attention, but halfway through that sentence I was like, but it's really just the right. one. Right,
1: it's because Raul Julia also gives, like, a small movie. Um, right. I will say, uh, as you were doing that intro, I looked it up, I was correct, Black Cauldron did come out in 1985. Wow, good for you, so for really knowing I that. I had saw something not too long ago that discussed Black Cauldron and it's, like, years in development hell. Mm-hmm. Um, Arguably,
0: it's post-development hell too. Yeah, I've never seen Black Cauldron.
1: No, uh, I have, but I don't remember it. Like I know I have, I just don't remember. I've actually
0: like would like to see it. You know, it was
1: one of the first. um, I believe it was one of the it was the first movie when uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Michael Eisner came on board to Disney. Well, when Michael Eisner became CEO, and he brought in Katzenberg. And one of the things was Katzenberg hated the movie. And after seeing a cut of it, he was like, this needs to be completely re edited and reshot. And people were like, no, you can't do that with an animated movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we've already drawn it. Yeah, like you can't we had just erase drawings. Right, like
1: because he was, he's from the live action business. Right. So, yeah. All right, so Kiss of the Spider Woman.
0: Kiss of the Spider Woman. Yes. Uh, so so the film is, the film, I want to talk about spoilers for this film. Sometimes we avoid them, sometimes we don't.
1: We were pretty actually pretty sometimes good about you avoid
0: them. Well, we were pretty good about avoiding spoilers for Witness for the most part. So
1: It was Donald Glover who's a police officer. That's
0: not even a spoiler. That's literally You know that right <laughs> at the beginning.
1: Well, um, you don't know he's the who, police who, officer? Well, like, doesn't
0: say anything <laughs> the whole movie. No, nope. he just sits there basically. he has a huge role in the color purple, <laughs> like, so whatever. Anyway, um... So so I'm gonna spoil Kiss of the Spider Woman because I think the movie only makes sense to talk about it. Right. With, like, the there's way no Kiss,
1: is, there's no Spider Woman. And it there is a not woman. a hard boiled detective noir.
0: Kind of is. It really isn't. But uh, but but the propaganda film that he talks about is so anyway, I want to set this better than the synopsis people, people who haven't seen it. So William Hurt is in prison. He's he's a gay he's playing a gay man who's in prison. Right. Um who's also a transvestite? See, this to me, this is where I got uncomfortable yes. because I was like, "Oh, it's the 80s version. It's like 80s movies version of gay like, oh, if you're gay, you also like wearing women's
1: clothes." Um, no, let me see if it's on my fun facts before I spoil it. Yeah,
0: because I um, yeah, because it uh I, I wasn't exactly sure where they were going with it, but I did do a lot of I did some research afterwards and people it seems that the the Community at large is like still like this isn't like this is good. This is still a good film. Thirty yes. years later, this is uh, still a good film. So,
1: so it wasn't on my fun facts. I'll say it now. One of the things that I had found out about this movie is John Hurt was having a hard time. William Hurt. William Hurt. Sorry, um, he was having a hard time trying to figure out the character mm-hmm. and how to portray the openly gay character, and he came up with the with the concept at least for him is he wanted to he kind of envisioned this character as being a woman trapped in a man's body sure and i think that's where you get some of the so costume stuff sexual then right yeah. so i think but i don't know if that was always part of the script or if from him playing like that's how he chose to attack this character because that was his easiest way to, to grasp it. Gotcha. If that became what the character was. Gotcha.
0: And as I said, it seems to be like nobody's like, I mean, there's a there's a play that's still like, there's a play. No, there's of a musical. Musical. Wow, what a strange yes, musical. Yes. I
1: saw that and I'm like, I am so sad. I don't,
0: I haven't okay. seen that. No kidding. Uh, so, I mean, so it's still going. So there's something to it. and But I, it, like, I there had to be. I had to like get over my uncomfortableness about it because I wasn't not the movie itself, but I wasn't sure if I was watching like a um, an outdated eighties movie. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. I I definitely see. I see your point. And sometimes it's hard, especially when we, especially when we're watching movies with the lens of twenty, thirty, forty years ago, right? But I at least. Okay, yes, I'm a straight I'm a straight white man. But what, what I'm I'm a, but what I'm saying is I personally don't feel like the character ever ever got to the point where it was like a um an over exaggeration. No, I didn't either. Um so like I never I didn't have that to kind of sure to get over. I felt like he I felt he portrayed it Really well, especially for the time.
0: Yeah, I I think that's part partly where I was resting at the end of the day. Like really well for the really well for the time, and even still today, I think William Hurt yeah. did, he did a really nice job. Right. Like, he's a, he, William Hurt is very hit or miss for me, especially when he was younger. We've talked about this yeah. you and I before that either he's great or he's or not even remotely great.
1: And I think he's really good in this.
0: I do too. I th- th- even almost if not really deserving of his of his award. Yeah. Even though he's the reason that Harrison Ford doesn't have an Oscar. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm over it. So anyway, I liked the the structure of this film because it's a, so Raul Julia is a new cellmate and
1: Raul Julia most famous for
0: be having a great name.
1: Nope. What movie is he most famous for? La Vita. He wasn't
0: in a I don't know. I just wanted to stop you. I have no idea. For
1: playing M. Bison in Street Fighter.
0: That's the same guy. I was literally just talking about Street Fighter today yeah. with somebody. Yeah. That movie is terrible. He is terrible. M. Bison.
1: No, that movie is great. That movie is How terrible. that movie was not, not, not nominated for Best Picture, I will never know. Oh, shut up. Raul Julia should have won Best Actor. For this? For Sure. No, for M. Bison. Ugh, oh, no. Okay, he was also Gomez Adams, but...
0: Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's the thing I thought you were. You ruined for. my joke.
1: No, because you were supposed to say Adam's family. I'm like, that's right. M Bison and Street Fighter. Oh. Uh, Why know. do I even try and write jokes that I don't tell you about ahead of time? <laughs> I'm
0: just, I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked. Anyway, so so the, so this is like a the narrative is multiple timeline where like it's like a intertextuality. So there's a story within a story, right? And so yep. so. William Hurt's character is telling Raul Julia's character about this movie that he watched about this woman who's working for the French resistance in Nazi Germany and then there's some this there's some Nazi stuff and there's some resistance stuff and everything and it's a Nazi propaganda film and he's like don't I know that I'm not stupid I know it's a Nazi propaganda film good stuff I don't
1: think I don't think he did
0: no I think he was playing it off but see here's the thing so you're like where is this movie going right you know, like, it's nice you're telling these stories, blah, blah, blah. Where yes, is this which going? was
1: my literal question an hour and ten minutes into it when I texted you. Yes. this movie ever develop a plot? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Five minutes later, it did. I'm like, oh, there it is. Well,
0: I was wondering, like, how far you had gotten? Because I didn't, like, did you get to the part where he's a spy? Yeah,
1: no, I didn't. That was literally the next oh, scene yeah. after I texted so you.
0: The, so I really I was like, curious, like, where are you what is the point of this movie? And then
1: the movie that he that he talks about parallels, parallels them. Very good. It's and he's trying. Notes. And he's trying to tell him, "Hey, I'm a spy." It's like I'm the woman, and you're the Nazi officer, which I think is kind of weird, but um. No, he's like you're the French Resistance, and I'm the woman. And I'm spying on you for the Nazis, who are the warden.
0: That's right. Well, I mean, if he is, if he is transsexual, which, I, but you know, he says some things are best done by a woman, a woman who betrays the man she loves. You know, that's part of the part of the story. And then, as you said, it paral- hurts. Transve- hurts character uh, parallels the spy in prison, and then, like the woman stabbing the head of the French resistance, foreshadows like hurts like, eventual turn when he gets out of prison because he goes to makes the phone call to the right. to the resistance. And it's it's all wrapped up. I like that the film, after you learn of the twist, after you learn that Hurt isn't in, there in prison to spy on Raul, or at least they're put together to spy because Raul's... I think
1: they were already put together, but the warden at that point was like, hey, he's your cellmate. We'll let you go right. if if you do this for us. So, but I... Um, I
0: like that the movie tells you what it's going to do through the propaganda film, through mm-hmm. the Nazi propaganda film that Hurt is is telling, and that actually does it. It yeah. fo- it follows through right to the end. If you could put the pieces together, yes. And then the Spider Woman itself is a, like just another. It's just another story that <sighs> that's Hurt the tells. second movie. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, there are two. Yeah, Kiss of the Spider Woman is yep. the second one.
1: Yeah, but that that was like five minutes
0: right, yeah it's I know it's almost like well, I mean, what are they gonna call it?' It's the Spider Woman or Nazi propaganda film, the movie, the movie.
1: um so I will say this movie takes a while before the plot gets going. it's kind of it's kind of giving you breadcrumbs as to what's gonna happen with him talking about the movie for the first hour and the scenes of just them together living in the prison um while i think it was it was never dull because no. their acting is is their acting and the chemistry were were so good together that it never becomes dull but it does leave you wondering like what's the ultimate reason for this movie is it just bonding while they're in prison is there no real story it takes a while before it kind of kicks into gear.
0: And that's what held you back with it.
1: And that what that's what ultimately is my is my negative for this movie. Is that which it's it's a it's a decent negative, but it's not a huge negative. I would still recommend this movie. I would still tell people to watch this movie. But it's something that I would have to keep in mind for, you know, which movie I telling. think should be
0: and also, who you're telling to watch it, or you? Oh no, I never.
1: Like, I'll just if I if I think someone should watch a movie, I'll tell them. Especially if I know they might not like it,
0: I'll tell them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should. You should you watch should this watch movie. This. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no,
1: no. It's going to be but great. But would you
0: say like it's a little slow in the first hour, but it's worth it?
1: Or yeah, would I, would say, I would say I would say kind it. of keep it like is if as long as the acting is kind of holding your interest, stick with it and you'll get paid off. If you can't if you can't get through that first hour by watching two really good actors, mm-hmm. you know, chew scenery back and forth, then it's probably not for you, and you
0: should bail out. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Fun. I have a fun fact about this movie. Okay, it came out on my birthday. That's my fun fact. It's not really about the movie. It's about the release date.
1: October. No. No.
0: No. Okay. Wow, do you really not know when my birthday is? I
1: know exactly when your birthday is.
0: I know when yours is. I'll tell every I'll tell every February. listener. Nope. Nope. You know when I know. All right. Our birthdays are so close together. It really is. It's it's crazy. Alright, so fun facts from you.
1: This is the first independent film to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture.
0: I did know that. Thank you for sharing.
1: William Hurt's best actor Oscar was the first Academy Award won by an actor for playing an openly gay character. Hurt is also seen in drag in this movie, the Oscar win being a rare occasion in which an Oscar for acting has been won with an actor in drag. I th- do you have other examples of that? It doesn't actually say it. Mm. Um, I'm not, sure, I mean, not Philadelphia, because he was never in drag in Philadelphia. Was, was not. Tom it's Hanks went for that? Tom Hanks, yeah. He,
0: he did? Okay.
1: Yeah, that was when... He, that was. But that was his back-to-back with um, Forrest Gump.
0: Gotcha. Whoa, Philadelphia came out in the 90s? Yeah. Whoa.
1: Came out right the year before Forrest Gump, because so it Philadelphia, Forrest Gump. Came out in
0: 92, 93 Academy yeah, Awards. something. No. No, 93, 94. 94 Academy Awards, because yeah. Forrest Gump is 95 Academy Awards. Yeah. Coming up on Academy Rewind, Forrest Next Gump. Next year. Yeah.
1: William Hurt and Raul Julia spent five weeks in post-production dubbing the film. This gave Leonard Schrader the chance to rewrite most of the off screen dialogue for the actors to record, giving the film a totally different feel and bringing the original intentions back into focus huh. after fourteen months of post production The film was finished wow. yeah there's there's um there's a lot of behind the scenes of this movie mm-hmm. um there were times that hurt didn't get along with the director to the point where the DP had to be the go between um the first cut of the film like this was this was barely accepted to Khans after a lot of editing had been done on the film, and then Khans even was like, even like we're only going to show this if you make some more edits
0: called it Khan's Film festival Thought yeah. it was
1: cans pretty sure it's Khans interesting um, the first cut of the film Raul Julia hated
0: Hmm. You know, there well, was, he was too busy making Street Fighter. So what does it matter?
1: Yeah, um, and then there was another the New York Film Festival, like like rejected the movie without even watching the whole thing. Well, they didn't get the that first, first cut hour. of the movie. Yeah, well, I, yeah. this was also the first cut. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, there's there's a lot of there was a lot of issues, a lot of drama leading yeah.
0: up to this leading to up to this movie not winning Best Picture. Right.
1: But maybe because of all that drama. It created it, it
0: created um, hype around the movie. which Yeah, it created to see an atmosphere movie.
1: like, oh, this movie is actually halfway decent, and all this problem with it. So it's, it's
0: you know. possible, but I mean, like, I watched it without knowing any of that, and I really, right, and I, it was still a good I, movie. I really enjoyed yeah. it.
1: Yeah, you thought I was going to hate it.
0: I really thought you were going to hate this movie. There were
1: times that I'm like, oh, eh. but again, like once I got through that out, like I think because of how well Hurt does. Telling the story and how engaging he is—he's very engaging,
0: you know. And sometimes William Hurt is not engaging at all.
1: True, I would say he shows more emotion in this movie than almost every other movie he does combined.
0: I would agree with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, like I was looking forward to this movie for Raúl Julia, and the fact that Raúl Julia is kind of like second fiddle and doesn't have nearly as much to do or say, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of disappointed me.
0: Though I think, though he makes an
1: impact, he does. He does. Yeah. But.
0: Next up. Preezy's Honor. Directed by John Huston. Uh, written by Richard Condon. Novel and screenplay. And Janet Roche. Starring Jack Nicholson. Kathleen Turner. Angelica Huston. And William Hickey. This film was nominated for Best Picture. Director. Actor for Nicholson. Supporting actor for Hickey. Adapted screenplay. Costumes. And film editing. It won Best Supporting Actress for Angelica Huston.
1: Speaking always, of Adam
0: speaking of adam's family, yeah, right yeah uh the plot a professional hitman Jackson and hit woman Turner fall in love that's that's about it yep that's that's what this this movie is. this movie was so hard to find one in the first place to actually watch it I found it easy i I had a hard time finding this movie to watch, and then I had a hard time watching this movie. I actually think I
1: own this movie. I don't know why I spent time looking for oh, it. Oh, my
0: God. Why did You just tell me. I oh, Anyway. Um, I liked Jack Nicholson's yellow coat.
1: It was a nice coat.
0: It was. And I think Angelica Houston was very good. Because yeah. Because I always think she's good. And that's about it. That's literally all I have to say on this movie.
1: So. I, I do, this was not a good movie. This I was not un- a good movie. The, I don't the understand. Pro- the problem was. This is three different movies. This is a mafia movie. Yep. A love story. Yep. And a comedy. Was it? Yes. Interesting. And it doesn't devote enough time to any one genre. And it becomes a a mishmash that doesn't even come together cleanly.
0: No, I don't. I agree. I don't think it. I don't think it really works. Nicholson feels very disin- like disinterested. In-
1: he didn't really want to do the movie. He you does, can tell he does this movie only because John Huston's directing it, and he wanted to work with John Huston. Gotcha. He had actually passed on it originally because no, there was no director that he liked that had been attached to it. Hmm. Um. And he was living with Angelica Houston at the time; they were an item. Interesting. Um, So much so that they didn't want to be together, be on set all day, and then go back home together. So they actually stayed in separate hotels when they were filming this movie.
0: Interesting. See how that turned out. Yeah,
1: but I mean, and the thing is, like, I like the majority of the actors in this. I like Jack Nicholson. Me too. He's just okay. He's just Just okay. okay. I like Kathleen Turner to an extent.
0: Yeah, and she's kind of forgettable.
1: Yeah. Angelica Houston, I do like.
0: Who I thought was she was the best part of yeah. this movie.
1: Robert Loggia. Oh, yeah. You know, I really like the father from Problem Child. And the, uh, the guy who plays the Don, who also plays... Scary, man. <laughs> who also plays um, Billy Crystal's father-in-law in um, Forget Paris. Oh. So I like there's a bunch of people that I like but like the beginning of this movie with the wedding yep and he's like ah oh, look at that girl up in the up in the the skybox of the wedding he's like I got to learn who she is and it it just it twists and turns for no reason
0: yep Yeah I agree it's not I, it's not really. You said before it's not really interested in anything that it's doing, right? And so enough just, to
1: be one thing. No, and if it dedicates itself to one of those three, this movie is already better. Whether or not it's still good at the end of the day is another thing. But l- figure out what direction you want to go and choose it. I I even tweeted out when I saw this movie and I saw like comedy, drama, action, crime, suspense love story i'm like this way too many genres
0: way too many things what do you think yeah. you are the princess bride yeah yeah <laughs> like it's just too much and i i a best picture is nominate should be nominated because it is quote unquote the best at all the categories mm-hmm. even if even if not everybody's nominated together as a cohesive whole you form a great film and that's that's the point right like technically and obje- like objectively, subjectively, technically, whatever, all of those pieces together, I don't think this film did any of those things.
1: Nope. And the only reason it was nominated is because it was better than Black Cauldron. Yeah,
0: the, the only other movie to come out this yep. year. That was the bar. That was the bar. Do You have some fun facts because I'm really... Sur- surprisingly, I do. Oh, my
1: gosh. John Huston is the only director to direct two members of his own family to win Academy Awards. The first was his father, Walter Houston, in The Treasure of Sierra Madre.
0: Of well, the film we did. Yeah, which watch.
1: was really good. Mm-hmm. I, we loved it. Who won Best Actor in a supporting role. Then his daughter, Angelica Houston, won Best Actress in a supporting role for this movie. Huh. Well, there you go. This is the film debut of Stanley Tucci. I'm sorry, I don't know. What? Yeah, Stanley Where? Tucci's in this movie. I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
0: That just raised it a star. <laughs> That's that a my, star,
1: even though we have no idea who he was My person boom, boom, oh. Stanley Tucci said he got one more star After reading the script Jack Nicholson initially turned down the role in this movie Because he thought it was too dark He was told that the movie was a comedy And said It's a comedy? Question mark Reread the script and took the part
0: That's hilarious <laughs>
1: Like, when you have to be told that this is a comedy... Well, that's
0: like when he won He won a Golden Globe for About Schmidt, and he got up there, and the first thing he says is, he won for Best Dramatic Actor, and he gets up there, and he goes, I'm confused because I thought we made a comedy.
1: Nope. No, you didn't.
0: Not, not if you've seen About Schmidt, Jack. It's not exactly the happiest movie in the world. Do you have any more fun facts, or are we moving on?
1: Nope. Stanley Tucci, uh, his... His role in this was soldier.
0: Ah, interesting. That that's right that's right along with Vigo's Amish man.
1: Vigo's guy in background.
0: Guy in background standing right behind Harrison Ford. Yep. Who is that just as handsome man standing behind Harrison Ford? <laughs> oh, it must be Vigo. Is that Aragon? It it is. No, it's Aragorn. Aragon is the dragon. I thought that was Aragon. What did you say? Aragon. Yeah, you still don't have it right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> smug. I'm not hearing a difference. I'm
0: not hearing a difference. I'm not hearing a difference. <laughs> That's a um, Colbert. Colbert. Thank yep. you. Smug.
1: Smug. 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 I'm not hearing, hearing a difference.
0: It's a great joke. Color Purple, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by uh, Menem Mejes based on the book by Alice Walker, starring Whoopi Goldberg, Danny Glover, Oprah Winfrey, and Margaret Avery movie was nominated for best picture actress for Goldberg supporting actress for Avery supporting actress for Winfrey adapted screenplay cinematography art direction costume design original song makeup and music it won nothing, nothing. it won no awards nope.
1: was it 12 nominations
0: uh, or 11 picture actress supporting actress supporting actress adapted screenplay cinematography art direction costume design original song music make up 11 11. nominations. 0 for 11. That's crazy.
1: It is one of the... uh, This movie actually... This this word kind of gets thrown out a lot. So in the context of time, I think it's been lessened. But at the time, it was very controversial because A, it was nominated for 11 Academy Awards, none of which were for Steven Spielberg. And two, it was kind of like the um, the Moulin Rouge syndrome. Like, this perfect movie was made without a director, apparently. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second was that it went O for 11.
0: Yep. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Every, a, a lot of people thought uh, Whoopi should have won for Best Actress. She
0: was, she was magnificent.
1: She was really good.
0: She was excellent. Um, anyway, people who don't know the story of the Color Purple is about a woman named Celie who is a black Southern woman who is struggling with her identity and her and is suffering from the abuse at the hands of her husband and others over <laughs> several decades. and others over several decades of over her life over, over several decades of her life. We're gonna spoil this one too. So I teach the book, and I had never seen the film until this because I knew they were different. And yes. the book is the book is really about um, Celia and Nettie, her sister, who is pretty much written out of the movie.
1: Yep. After the first, like, 15. After the first ultra-depressing 20 minutes of the movie, you don't see her again until the end.
0: Yes. And I told you the book is that much more depressing. Yes.
1: I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm oh, just, I know. I'm just getting it out there. This movie is the first 20 minutes is ultra depressing yeah yes it is it kind of gets better after that i mean it gets lighter it gets lighter but even then like her
0: it's not really has its moments yeah has a great song and dance number you know things like that
1: i honestly don't know how they made this a musical either
0: i do i certainly know how they made this a musical
1: yeah now I want to see the musical. Musical is excellent. Is it? I would recommend, yeah. How have you seen the musical?
0: No, the music. Oh. I've not seen it itself, but the, in, generally when the music's good for a musical, the, the, and the story is the is story. Is it as depressing? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's got to be a way to, no. So I guess there's no way to tell this movie without it being as depressing as it is. No,
0: it, the point is that she's a, she's a gay, no, I, black, abused woman. I mean, I understand. The,
1: discovers her identity. I understand the point. And I don't want something to be like I don't want something to shy away. But I mean this movie is just like like it's blunt force trauma. Yes. And don't get me wrong, it's worse if you're going through that, and I I understand that. And the fact that it made me uncomfortable, I mean, the movie does its job. Sure. Because oh, that's yeah. that's what they want you to feel. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you know, that's but I don't know, it's Wow. Okay. Continue.
0: Yeah. No, that's fine. I think my favorite moment in the film is when, um, Mr. When Shug arrives for the first time and Mr. Is trying to make breakfast and he has no idea how the oven works. (laughs) That was funny. And so Celie is just watching him struggle and struggle and struggle, uh, and so, until she like gets the rocking chair and she like sits down, and she's just watching him work. And then he goes to get the kerosene, and the shot is the empty <laughs> rocking chair <He laughs> going back and forth. That's classic, classic Spielberg. Oh, that was so good. Well, that's where that's where I think the movie works in in a lot of ways. Is that it? It it knows its subject matter is heavy. You know, it's as dense as it po- almost as possibly could be. And and Spielberg is really good about giving you that moment of levity. To then kind of bring you back down to where you need to be, you know that that's that's very typical that's very typical of Spielberg, and you can see him kind of working that that system out in this movie, yeah, but we've talked about how like he hasn't made a great movie in a long time, right because he's he's so good at it now, it's mm-hmm. kind of. You know, it's in you know, second nature. You can still see him working out the kinks in the color purple in some ways, and I think that's what I liked more. That's what I liked about it more. Mm-hmm. At, as somebody who has like, read, had to have read the book, teaches the book, whatever, I was a little confused by the way they adapted it. Like it's like like completely cutting the relationship with his sister out, and then not completely, but like it's not vital it the movie wants it to stay vital but it's not because it's not a lingering presence in the film the same way
1: i mean that's true and i do all right so i have a question yes and it's and it's about the relationship with the sister so it's the end of the movie yeah um after she leaves mister yeah and she's like you're not gonna you're not ever gonna be happy Mm-hmm. until you do right by me because he's he's treated her badly throughout the entire movie. Awful. Yeah. And you know, he's going through that he's going like you're seeing his comeuppance come. Like you're yep. seeing him go through his comeuppance. Um is it enough of a comeuppance? Who knows? Who's to say? I say no. Sure.
0: That 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 problem exists in the book as well.
1: Right, but what I, but the question is so he goes to the 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 um, the house, the the mail area, the, the bathroom. No, the the mail, the mail area, like where you go to get mail. The post office. No, it comes from the post office, and they put it in a thing in your house. The mailbox. The mailbox. Nailed it.
0: I didn't know what you. I honestly didn't know what you were talking about.
1: <laughs> so he goes to the mailbox, and there's a letter for Sealy from Customs. And, yep. That's yes, right. And he doesn't you don't know what the thing is. You just see him in the customs office afterwards and he's paying some money. Yep. So is that like more fleshed out in the book? Like is there an issue getting Nettie back through customs? Is no? no? Not that
0: I recall. No.
1: Because Nettie it's... goes
0: off to be a missionary in Africa. So she's an in... So like a lot of right. a lot of the color purple is like that. It's very brief. But she form. finds
1: she finds her to she finds her niece and nephew. Yep, there.
0: Yeah, which are Nettie finds her niece and nephew. Right, which are actually which are she, Seely's, yeah, Seely's right kids. Yeah, so
1: she's trying to bring them back to me, and I'm wondering like is that is that the issue? Because you're led to believe like whatever he's doing at customs is for Seely. Yeah. So is that ever like discussed in the book? Like she's ha she like she needs. She there's an issue with getting them through customs, and they need, you know, they need the money to pay to get them through customs. Because it doesn't seem like anything illicit. It's just more of like a bureaucratic
0: fee. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a part of the book. But honestly, it's not like a, f- it's wow, not even you, it would be something to focus on. You know, unless unless you count that as mister's like, doing something nice for Celie. Right,
1: which is what you're supposed to take it, because as she's meeting them, he's in the background. Right. And he smiles. So, like, that's what you're led to believe, but I just didn't know if in the book it's kind of explained better, because I didn't think it was explained in the movie. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, this is, must be what it's for.
0: I cannot remember, to be honest with you. It's been... Good job teaching it. Well, I mean, it's... Whenever month this comes out, I haven't thought about it. I'm four books past The Color Purple in that class already.
1: Fine. When do you normally teach it? And I'll ask you next. October. Just about. So ask me in October. Oh, I
0: will. Okay, great. So. So. Forgot what I was going to say, because you've got me distracted by the post office (laughs) and customs. (laughs) Oh, my
1: goodness. By actual things in the movie.
0: Yeah. So I think. The movie takes a really long time to get to her kind of sexual awakening. I guess
1: I don't think it ever gets there.
0: No, well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. Like, it does, like, because you know she kisses Suge, and she realizes she has feelings for Suge, and you know that she's never really liked men, and you know that's not anything to do with like, the abuse. She's just not attracted to them. But the movie doesn't really give you all of that like I know that because I read the book you know what I mean and I'm not sure if the movie kind of delivers on that original premise that story and then there are things like at the end you know like you see her making pants for people and everything like that and you're like oh that's fun it's Seely making pants and stuff but you're not you don't the movie doesn't really stop to think about like here's a, a gay woman making pants long before women wore pants Right, mm-hmm. and she's wearing pants, and she's giving them out to people. There's like this really big symbolism behind there. She's like owning her identity by like making pants and wearing this symbol of 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 masculinity. Right, and then but the movie is just kind of like, oh look, she makes fun pants, and then we
1: move on. And this movie, like its wrap up, is weird. It's
0: like, so fast. It's just like oh by it's the it's not way, so fast. We're, we're it's done. just
1: like. And now this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens and it's like I have no idea what's going
0: on. Like kind of plot it out. I think it's more interested in the beginning and then and I would say, argue it's not even really interested in Sophia. It almost feels kind of like a vignette film where it's like here's this scene in Seely's life, and then here's this scene in Seely's life, and the book is done in letters. So letters it's, to and from letters to and from Celie and Nettie. And so it's a, it's a little, it's hard. So
1: does he things. hide the letters from her in the book?
0: Yes, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at the the Wikipedia for the movie. Okay. Not the book. Uh, Johnson receives a letter from Nettie addressed to Celie, takes money from a secret stash and helps Nettie, her husband, and Celie's children return to the U.S. There you go. So that is that is what it was supposed to be, which is weird, because if they're, like, two of them are American citizens, right. or at least Celia's. Celia's, sure. But and I guess also... by extension the
0: husband would be. Sure, but also think about the time period. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it didn't seem like anything overtly serious. It seemed more bureaucratic than anything. Sure. Because it wasn't like he was illicitly paying off somebody. Right. Um, I will say one of the things that I found sp- especially surprising in this movie is this movie shot in eighty five 84, 83, 84 um, to get nominated for 85 released in 85 nominated in 86 rather yeah. um, unless there's been a restoration that I don't know about this film looks remarkably good for a movie of its age well, the I, colors still pop
0: the color purple pops you
1: mean. No, I mean overall, like the color pops. I agree. The 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 um the scenes are nice, crisp and clear. Yep. And I don't again, I don't know if this there's been an there, extensive restoration I'm on this. I'm pretty sure there
0: was a restoration. Or this. if
1: this is just like Spielberg like having having a lot of really good competent not competent, but Really good people in charge of this movie to make sure it's shot in such a way that it becomes a little bit more timeless. Uh, I think it's both, honestly, but I, I think there was
0: restoration on this film. Yeah, general general rule of thumb: if it's on Blu-ray now, then it's been restored. No, because well, you have to uh, you you kind of update the up the because when you are filming when when you it's filmed on film. It's easier to it's easier to up the the grade of the right the quality, you know. So I'm so if you could buy this movie on Blu-ray, chances are it's been it's been restored. Yeah. That's my that's my take. But you're right; it was very clear. Like it feels like any Spielberg movie that you would watch at any point. It's it in some ways is timeless in that way. Yeah.
1: So. Anyway. But but I mean this movie is good. This movie is really good and it's very moving and powerful. But it is very heavy and you need to be okay with that prior to undertaking this movie. I would yeah, I I agree with that.
0: It's not a fun romp in the south by any stretch. No. Switch.
1: It has its moments. Yeah,
0: we talked about some of them.
1: Um but even then, like there's always that underlining thing mm-hmm. like even when um Sophie is in the car with with the mayor's wife oh, yeah. who's learning to drive, mm-hmm. you know that that yeah, is, we haven't even
0: talked about Oprah,
1: yeah, I mean, Oprah's really good in it, although she's not in a lot of it.
0: no, Sophie is not in tons yeah of the she
1: book she she owns the scenes that she's in. Sure, but it, I mean that's that's
0: usually the case for a supporting actress. It was
1: also weird to me that it seemed like Oprah aged at twice the rate Sealy did. uh yeah, and I think that's because Oprah's older already. I think she Sophia is supposed
0: to be older than Sealy, so it's you know you're not watching them. It's not like you're watching people of the same age age yeah. up together. So that's just my that was my take. Do you have fun facts for this movie?
1: I do. Oh, I will once my phone decides to pull up the notes app because I went to see if I was right on the wiki. Okay. Before production, Steven Spielberg felt very insecure about being director of the film. In fact, his initial response to Quincy Jones' request was no. Spielberg felt that his knowledge of the Deep South was inadequate and that the film should have been directed by someone of color who could have at least related to the struggles faced by many blacks living in the Old South. Jones then argued, no, I want you to do it. And besides, did you have to be an alien to direct E.T.? Spielberg appreciated his friend's logic and decided to take the role as director of the film. I don't know. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. Spielberg admits that his greatest mistake in directing this film was his lack of courage, portraying the lesbian relationship between Celia and Shug. Yeah. At the time of filming, Spielberg felt that overt sexuality between the two characters would alienate audiences—a decision he regrets. Yeah, I will say there was like I texted you, mm-hmm. like I looked away for a second and came and oh, you looked came back. back and they were kissing, and they and were they kissing. Were... I'm like what like what the heck happened and then you told me a pretty much the storyline from the book because that's never like you get that in the movie you kind of get it but it's never fleshed out i agree at all and
0: i think that's a fault of the film and i'm glad that spielberg even says like that was a mistake i wish i hadn't done that because it's it's kind of the point of her journey yes it's one of the major points of who she is, and yeah. he kind of just floats right over it. Yep.
1: Anyway, as of two thousand and fifteen, this is one of three films directed that by Steven Spielberg that was not scored by John Williams. Can yeah. you name the other two?
0: Uh, hmm. actually, as of twenty as of twenty fifteen, yep. Um, Ready Player. Oh well, Ready Player wasn't wasn't scored by John Williams, um, but that's that was by twenty eight That would be by twenty eight. That would be last year. Yeah. Um, this one wasn't Hook. E.T. Sugarland Express. Sugarland Express. Nope. Was scored by John Williams. Yep. Hmm was safe and private Ryan was Munich. Nope. Munich was Munich was hmm. Lincoln wasn't no no Lincoln was oh this is tough. I have to look at I have to look at <laughs>
1: I have to look at IMDB things for I have Steven, look at Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. I don't <laughs> look
0: at Steven Spielberg movies. Otherwise I'm never going to get I'm never going to get this. We're going to be here all night and we have to talk about the longest movie in existence afterwards. Uh, Raiders was obviously la 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 la. So many producing credits, director credits. Okay, as of twenty fifteen. Yep. BFG was Bridge of Spies was not correct. Bridge of Spies was not Tintin. Nope. Mm. Could be War Horse. War of the Worlds. Minority Report was The Terminal? Nope. Catch Me If You Can? Nope. Amistad was. Yes, Amistad definitely was. Yeah. Um, AI. I love AI. I forgot about that movie. Always. Empire of the Sun. Hmm. Twilight Zone? Yep. Twilight Zone. A movie that I... Always forget about
1: yeah because it's a it's an anthology movie like he doesn't direct the entire movie he just directs Kick the Can right I, I always
0: forget does Joe he... Dante John Landis yeah. George Miller and Steven Spielberg that is a lineup of directors Does, does
1: Spielberg direct the Wraparound too or is it just I Kick the Can I haven't seen it in so long that I could not possibly tell you Well I figured the it would have said that. It when you were looking at his
0: credits No I was looking at just at the the like movies themselves uh, okay. so. Anyway, do you have more fun facts or that's it? Nope, that is all. Well, there we go. So moving on to our last film, Best Picture of the Year, Out of Africa, starring... Not starring. Well, I guess I could do that first. But directed (laughs) by Sydney Pollack, based on the memoir by Karen Blixen, who... Of Dasher Dancer Blixen. That's correct. Yes, indeed. Uh, Judith Thurman, Errol Trzuspinski, and Kurt Ludick, starring Robert Redford, Meryl Streep, Michael Goff, because I yep. like Michael Goff, because <laughs> he's in there, and Klaus Maria Brandur. This movie was nominated for Best Actress for Streep, Supporting Actor for Brandur, Costume Design, and Editing. It won Best Picture, Director, Adapted Screenplay, Cinematography, Art Direction, Sound, and Music by John Barry. This is the quote-unquote true story, but it is, because it's based on a memoir, but memoirs are quote-unquote true-ish stories. Oh, I mean... She was a person that was alive. Who's to say what's true about it and what's
1: not? True right. About I it? mean, um, yep. I can't think of his name right now. Go Robert away. Redford. No, the the guy that uh, Greatest Showman's based on him. P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum's autobiography was allegedly based on a true story.
0: Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> yes, he 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 took back all of his own autobiographies and put out a new autobiography. <laughs> What a guy. Anyway, uh, 20th century colonial Kenya, a Danish baroness played by Streep and her friend who became her husband, basically, Baron Thixton. Baron Blixen. Baron Blixen. um, are own a coffee plantation. And then... For some reason. Because... Because he decided to one day, even though right, the he was like, you know
1: what? Was, do I? You know what? We could make money, but let's go with coffee instead. That's
0: correct, and so, uh, and, and so, it's about Meryl Streep's love affair with a big game hunter played by Robert Redford.
1: Who you never actually see big game hunting.
0: That's not true. He saves her from a lion right at the beginning.
1: If it doesn't shoot the, the lion. The first
0: thing you see, the first thing you see him do is unloading ivory.
1: Yes, it's the right. only time. Yeah. But you never really see him go on shoot, which is good because that doesn't play well at all.
0: No. No. The ivory thing especially doesn't play well. Yeah. But it was also, it's also historical. It's the time.
1: Right. But I feel but like,
0: like if people... this movie was made today, they would have just skirt right over that. Yeah. They would have
1: changed that part. All right.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Out of Africa is one of the most boring films I've ever watched in my whole life.
1: That is not nice
0: whole i've read out of africa i've read the book it's also boring it's no oh, it's so boring
1: it is so good
0: no no it is no it's not
1: i don't know what meryl, bizarre world we're living in meryl
0: right now. streep was awful
1: she wow she, i thought she was great in this she
0: her face didn't change the whole movie Except when she found out she had syphilis, which I thought was hilarious. It was a great scene. That she had
1: syphilis? Not that she had syphilis. You are syphilis. a horrible human being. I know.
0: <laughs> no, not that she had syphilis. But their lead the doctor's like, oh, you have syphilis in your head? Like, pops around the corner. She's like, what? <laughs> That's not possible. That's he, not.
1: He like, I like how she's like, it's not possible. Well that, like, means
0: like, well, that means that her husband gave it to her because they had sex. That's the th- scene that you have before, right? He's been gone and they have sex and then she has syphilis, which means that he gave her syphilis. And so it means You he, don't know that. Which though. means that he no, we do know that. That's how syphilis is is passed, which means that he got it from somebody. He cheated on her. And he got syphilis. Or he already and he had passed it. it off to him. Because he cheated on her.
1: No, he could have already had it. Like the guy says, with men it can be it can be less
0: Right, well, the symptoms don't show, Right, but it's not like he didn't get it when he was born, like he had to get it from somebody.
1: You can't get it when you're born? Well, no, but he could have done it before they got together.
0: Yeah, but they've been together for years at this point already.
1: Look, I'm not saying, what I am saying, I think it's the first time they had sex. I don't know. It's not. Look, it's the fact that you found that funny, that she had syphilis, is something you need to deal with on your own. Okay.
0: Now, She turned out fine.
1: Full disclosure.
0: Yes. You actually didn't like this movie.
1: No, I actually did. I, I kind of enjoyed it. But this movie is disqualified from any from any of my categories for the rewindies. Why? Because this movie takes place in Africa and not once do you play Africa by Toto? didn't come out yet. I don't care. That is not a good excuse.
0: <laughs> Toto should have written the song, went back in time, and put it when into are, this movie. When
1: are you all of a sudden expert on when Africa by Toto came out? When did it come out, Tim? 1994. No, it was definitely an 80s
0: song. You don't know that.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I know,
0: but there was a split second where you were like shoot i actually don't know the answer to this question so i can't, i can't, if there's only a way to fact check these things
1: i will say though the um the cinematography on this on this movie beautiful is beautiful like aside from like a lot of the greens there were like there were three different scenes and i can't remember what one of them was but like there was a scene in which you could clearly see like a fly on an animal mm-hmm. like that's how clear the the scene was good
0: restoration
1: i think even i know yeah this movie is uh, before yeah. i don't think it was because it it wasn't crisp like all the scenes weren't crisp that's true not like the color But the purple. stuff that was in focus was mm-hmm.
0: um that's true so it's, it's a wide you know it's a wide track. it's a 23 you know 23 ratio film so everything is very sprawling and wide and gorgeous aha
1: africa came out in 1982 Boom.
0: Oh, so it could have been in this movie, is yeah. what you're saying. Well, yeah. That's sad for you. Best original song? Africa.
1: Yeah. Why isn't this movie, why isn't Toto in this movie?
0: Arguably, it does not fit the tone that <coughs> I John don't care. Barry was going for in his music.
1: I don't care. It would have been better.
0: His music was fine. His
1: music was good. I like it. It's
0: the same guy who did Dancing with Wolves. I've never seen it. You've never seen Dancing with Wolves? What? Dances with wolves, you mean? Yes, that's what I meant. I'm tired. No. It's been a long day. No. You've never seen Dances with will. Wolves? I will. What?
1: I will. Yeah, of course you will. Yeah. And I love Kevin Costner. Spoiler, that's probably going to win.
0: I wonder what else came out that year. What year was that? 90, I think?
1: 91, 92, yeah.
0: Okay, keep talking. Tell me, tell me so, more about your fans on the film. I'm um,
1: one up. of the other scenes that I really liked was seeing how chapped... Um, Robert Redford's lips were in a scene like it wasn't like it was that's
0: one of your favorite things then well well,
1: because the thing was it wasn't like a it wasn't like an extreme close up on his face he was having a conversation with Meryl Streep and you ready
0: I'm sorry you ready for the 1991 best picture nominations? it's Silence of the Lambs no that's 92 Um, Dances with Wolves yeah Awakenings. Yeah. Ghost. Okay. Godfather Part Three. Yep. And Goodfellas. Uh, I'm sorry,
1: Godfather Part Three wins.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I've like so much for Dances with Wolves winning.
1: I know. Godfather Part Three is the best one.
0: I mean my mom loves that one, so I won't yeah, forget you. Because
1: it has um
0: the Vatican in it.
1: No, I was gonna say uh um, Sophia Coppola.
0: Yes. Little baby Sophia Coppola.
1: No, uh, nope, she's a teen.
0: Little baby Sofia (laughs) Coppola.
1: She's she's with Andy Garcia in that movie. Little baby Andy Garcia. (laughs) Continue. Um, Right, but it wasn't like a close up on his face. Like he was in a scene with Meryl Streep, and the detail of like his lips being very chapped Mm -hmm. because they were out in the desert. That obviously combing it. They were with an actual comb. Yeah. Um, So there's. beautifully shot. It is It is a really good-looking movie. I actually really liked Meryl Streep, and I feel like this coming from someone who thinks she's good, and she's really good, but she's Meryl Streep. It's the Harrison Ford syndrome. Yes. And in this, I think she's the least Meryl Streep because there are times her voice is actually disguised for me. Oh, okay.
0: That's interesting. I like, don't,
1: she never really is able to do that for
0: I me. I won't completely disagree with you there, But I think she plays – she's so kind of cold and distant. Most – like, I I just –
1: Because it's a marriage of convenience. Like, she's not in love.
0: No. Well, see, this is the thing, though. So, like, it's her idea to marry this guy, right? Right. To marry the baron. And then – and he's like, yeah, okay, let's go to Africa. Sounds fine. This is a good idea because society says that we should all be married. So, let's – we're friends. Let's just get married. And then she's like – trying to act like they've been in love this whole time and he's like nah man we just got married because that was the deal we had made with one another and she's upset that she like she like was like oh no i thought we were gonna be like a real husband and wife and he's like no no yeah that's not why we got married in the first place and so so and then she's like robert redford you're taller than you appear. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. He's almost six feet tall. I always thought he was short. No.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. See, I I don't feel... I don't... The biggest issue for this movie is kind of like the issue I have with Prissy's Honor. It doesn't devote enough of the film to one thing. To one thing. I agree. And specifically the relationship between her and Robert Redford to make me care about the relationship. I, even to the point where like, they're having a fight about something so inane. And I'm like, okay. And well, I'm like, okay, like you, but this is who he kind of like, this is who he is. Why would you think this is different? Like, this is the thing of like, but that's what she expected him to change.
0: That's what she does. She, she goes into these relationships with these guys. Yeah. And she's like, I expect you to change without me telling you anything. Right. And they're like, what like they just you know not a mind reader yeah you know that's 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 her style but i don't think i i think you're right in that it's so interested in like her like progression at some point it fails to realize that this is a two hour and 40 minute movie and 40 minutes of it is fluff and filler and nothing like this could be a clean Two-hour movie, yeah. and it's not. It's just filled. It to ch- like you could start this movie in Africa with like her already married to this guy. Right. and Three sentences of dialogue yeah. will tell us all yeah. we need to know. The
1: other, the other thing I found, the other thing I found weird was the movie kind of keeps giving you hints of what's going on in her life without ever showing you. Like, there's always, like, oh, the farm's not doing well. Right. Oh, this, oh, that. But you never see the actual consequences, and it kind of, like, happens already. Yeah. Like, it's already past happening before you know about it. Mm -hmm. And I would have liked to have seen a movie that focused maybe more on her life and running the farm and... Why was there an issue? Like, was it a bad dry season? Was it this? Was it that? Because
0: they tried to grow coffee at high elevation slash World War One.
1: But, I mean, at the same time, there are times where it seems like it's going really good. Right. And it's like one always happens after the other. It's like, well, the farm's dead. Next scene, they're rolling in coffee.
0: Sure. No, I, I, I do not disagree with you at all. And they say, like, you know, like, oh, the farm's, you know, the farm's really going down. And then boom, there's a fire. And then she's like, oh, well, I'm out of coffee. How about tea? Yep. You know, blah, 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 blah. I'll the, go home now. The one thing I will say that this movie does well is show her progression as a person. Mm-hmm. Because she, when she comes to Africa in the first place, she's very much of this gotta bring all my stuff with me. Don't mess it. like, do you know what China is? It's very breakable. Don't, you know, don't touch it. And she's she's very in a lot of ways racist and has misconceived notions about Africa and Kenya and Savo and all these different things. And so and so that that portion that portion I I liked because that by the end she's selling away her stuff and she feels the most complete that she actually is. She feels the happiest because she doesn't have stuff anymore. She she's let go of all of those things Mm -hmm. that have been holding her back. I like that. Yeah. And I I agree, this movie is very pretty. I just think it's 40 minutes too long. And when the movie's two hours and 40 minutes, that's a lot of too long.
1: I will say, I never really feel the time on this. I did. I felt every minute of this. There's parts towards the end that I'm like, all right, let's kind of wrap this up a little quicker. Like once the movie, like once you know the movie's done, you're like, all right, let's chop chop. Yes. You know, we've been here for a bit, he's dead. You're, Gym. you know, you're ruined. Mm-hmm. Go back home, okay. Like we don't need to prolong that.
0: Yeah, and I agree. It the movie prolongs its start and prolongs its end. Yeah, About the stuff you do want to see, this her on the farm. It
1: also yeah. has one of the strangest bad blue uh, green screens. Oh, so like bad. them out when, in the snow, when they're in Denmark. Yeah, so bad. I feel weird. like it's a reshoot. It it just, almost had to be. Yep. It there's no
0: question because yeah. there's no other time in the movie that that happens. It's um, maybe once or there's, twice,
1: but. there's there's um, when they're flying. I think it's not as bad, but it is a little it is a little telling. But,
0: but I'll give them the special effect of flying in a in a yeah. in a green screen or a blue screen. This is a conversation in the woods. I
1: will say, I wonder if it had some, like if this movie went through restoration. If it had something to do with the restoration of the scene. It's
0: possible, but I mean, this is the mid-80s. It's very obvious when green screens are used in the yeah. mid-80s. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not like this is unusual to to see it played out poorly. Yep. But anyway, do you have fun facts for this movie? I do.
1: Fun facts. This movie was two hours and 40 minutes. Ugh, that's not a fun fact. That's a sour fact. Early in the film, Baroness Karen Blixen is introduced to her servants, Although the scene is intercut with close-ups and other inserts in the film, the first take was filmed as one long shot that required Streep to meet and exchange dialogue with several other characters. As soon as director Sidney Pollock yelled, Cut! Streep, wearing a high-collar shirt and snug jacket, yelled, Get this thing off of me! and ripped open her jacket. A large beetle had crawled down the front of her jacket. Moments after the camera rolled, yet she continued filming the scene. Much of it remains in the final film. Wow, what a pro. I know. Wow. In one scene, Karen Blixen travels across dangerous terrain to supply wagons to her husband's regiment. During the night, a lion attacks one of the oxen and Karen tries to fight it off with a whip. Meryl Streep was assured that the lion would be tethered by one of its back legs so he couldn't get too close. When the scene was shot... The lion had no restraint, and it got closer than Streep anticipated. The fear on her face is real.
0: Hmm, That's cool. I mean, not for her at the time, but... Yeah.
1: Sidney Pollack shot the film in 1.851 against his preference of anamorphic widescreen because he was tired of having his films cropped off for TV presentations.
0: Oh, very good. He wanted it to maintain that real, that long that long widescreen look that's great good fun facts i have a fun fact about this movie they may make... disliked it no oh, that's a that's a, not a fun fact that's a true fact <laughs> uh the they talk about Savo quite frequently they're like oh Savo, this salvo that do you know anything about salvo no salvo is a real place obviously because as this, this movie takes place Savo is the place where um the true story about colonel patterson where those the two man eating lions attacked the railway the um railway camp that you know what I'm talking about? No. You ever see The Ghost of the Darkness with no. Michael with Michael uh, Douglas and Val Kilmer? No. Okay, we're well, missing out. Fun movie. But it's a true story. These two man eating lions um attacked a camp for months and months at a time and they laid traps for them and like shot them several times, like all this different stuff, and they wouldn't die. They just kept eating Much people. Much like Jaws. Kind of like Jaws, except that they killed over 30 people, the two of them together. I think Jaws kills about 30 people. I think Jaws kills like four people.
1: I'm talking about throughout the entire series. Oh,
0: maybe like 30 people. Plus Shamu. Yeah. So, um... So it's like 30-something people between the two of them all together, but the but the people around them called them the Ghosts in the Darkness because they only attacked when it, they they, they When they were like, ghosts when someone attacked during the day or the night, which is very unusual for lions. They usually only attack at night. Um, And so, uh, and they were like, supposedly these possessed demons of lions or whatever else. And they, you can go see them in Chicago. They're on display at the natural history museum in Chicago. So it's my fun. That's a true, it's a true story. They're still alive. Yes. They're still alive. I mean, stuffed, but they're alive. Oh, okay. In my heart, you know, (laughs) But check out The Ghost. I can't believe you've never seen The Ghost in the Darkness. No. It's a great movie. Mid-90s movie, so you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the movie that Val Kilmer made right before Batman Forever, I think. Yeah. They, uh, he, was do, he was in a bat cave in Africa when some like his assistant came, and they were like, Hey, do you want to play Batman? They're on the phone. And he was like, Ooh, I'm in a cave. Yes. I'm Val <laughs> Kilmer. So anyway, that's my fun fact. Good job. Thank you. Time for the real windies actor actress supporting actor supporting actress cinematography production design music writing best picture for those of you who are listening for the first time we merge go back and listen to other episodes we merge some we merge some categories together and we are only allowed to pick out of these five movies yeah we can do whatever we want because they're the real windies yep best actor
1: Viggo Mortensen.
0: <laughs> we could do whatever we want <laughs> he, he was so good in the background He
1: was, he, he owned that background He did own that background uh, I'm actually going to give it to Donald Glover in Color Purple
0: Donald Glover, Color Purple, interesting choice I'm going to give it to William Hurt, who I thought was of- Oh
1: yeah, I already forgot about that movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> Out of these actors, out of the actors especially I'm changing my name to actress, William Hurt William Hurt yeah. was the best one He was Actress
1: uh, uh,
0: Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. I agree. Whoopi Goldberg. She was spectacular. Supporting actor
1: Donald Glover in Color Purple.
0: You mean Danny Glover? Yeah. Yeah. Donald Glover might not even have been alive yet. Been this Probably day. not. How old is Donald Glover? I don't know.
1: I don't even know who Donald Glover is right
0: now. <laughs> Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Who is Donald Glover right now? It's <laughs> a great question. Do- Danny Glover, who was spectacular. Yeah. In in the color purple, he was so good. Supporting actress, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, wow, we're just so simpatico today. Um, it's the first time for everything. Oprah Winfrey agreed. Also spectacular cinematography.
1: Gonna go with out, out of, of, of Africa. Africa. Me too. Yeah. It's so exciting. I, it was that toss up between that and the color purple.
0: Mm. Close. Good. Yeah. No, I'll give it to Out of Africa. We're nixing special effects because...
1: Because we've never done special effects?
0: Sometimes we do special effects.
1: We did it like once.
0: Yeah, when the movies deserve special and effects. And it was
1: like all love stories, and I'm like, why the hell are we doing a special effects category?
0: Because because even love needs computer-generated <laughs> effects. Um, production design. Color purple. Uh, I'm going to give it to Kiss of the Spider Woman. Okay. Because I because to to make a jail cell interesting... Yeah. To keep it there. And then, like, this, the contrast between that and that the propaganda the film was really, yeah. it was very good. Music. <laughs> 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 no, not
1: out of Africa. I really liked the music in Princey's <laughs> Honor. Really? Yeah. I also really like, um, like, it's not, it's like, the it's what you traditionally think of when you think Italian movie, sure, like da 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 da. Yeah, but, but even like that kind of like those kind of music beats. It wasn't just that song, yeah, but like the entire movie has those kinds of beats, and I just really like that style of music. So, so, I think I think I would gravitate towards that one. But that being said, I did really like a lot of the music this year. Except, like the only one was maybe Kiss with Spider Woman. Because there's not a lot it's of not music. not a lot of music, no. But I felt like the other movies had some really good pieces.
0: I agree. I want to give it to The Color Purple. Right. And that's Quincy That's Jones. very fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe if it was like an original song, I I would have went with Color Purple. But... Sure.
0: Best writing. Merged, adapted, and... Yes.
1: Um, a Witness.
0: I'm also going to give it to Witness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so this is so interesting because we've agreed on most of these things so far. Production design and music are the only two that we've we've wavered. But yeah. I, I see your points in some ways. So, best picture goes to *Color Purple*. *Kiss of the Spider Woman*.
1: Really? Yep. Like I liked *Kiss of the Spider Woman*, but that's what I. I might put *Kiss of the Spider Woman* ahead of *Out of Africa* barely. It might flip-flop. Oh, I, I know for you, Africa. but what I'm saying is, like, Color Purple, I think, clear, like, is a clear-cut winner. Mm-hmm. And then the other, I really like Witness, and I I kind of toyed with that before I saw Color Purple. Like, that was the one in the lead.
0: Yeah, that was mine, too, for a little while. Uh, but I just, ultimately, I've said there are a couple things to, you know, like, does it hold up? It does. You know, does it hold up? Does it do all of the parts? Are all the parts mechanized together well enough to make a good picture? Because the best picture, like, isn't about, like, not always, like, the film that I liked the most that year. It's about what film did its job the best, whether it's my personal taste or not. You know, like, people got all uh, bent out of shape, that shape of water one, because they thought it was weird. It was about a fish monster. But missing the point. That,
1: But that it, was your favorite film.
0: I'm saying people. I didn't say me. Missing the point that it is the best made film out of that bunch with all of those components combined together yeah. to make the thing. Just because it's not your personal taste doesn't mean that it's not objectively the best picture made out of these categories.
1: Um, I can I can see that to an extent. But A, sometimes it's difficult. Like if you don't like a movie. Like if I would have said Out of Africa. You'd have been like, why? Like that movie was horrible. But you could like some I'm sure somebody out there, more eloquent than I am, could make the argument as to why Out of Africa won I mean, and why it should win. But see,
0: I could also I could make the argument why it did win. I understand exactly why it won. It's in it's this white woman coming in and being so full of full of who she is and her white womanness and, and she she overcomes those boundaries and understands the world around her, and she finds love, and it's beautifully shot, and she, do, like, knows that giving away of herself is more important than the possessions that she holds. Like, objectively, I understand narratively, and then even technically, why that film, like, could win Best Picture, mm-hmm. because it speaks to a very particular crowd at a very particular time in 1986. And then, and so, and so it wins. And that's, and that's that. But I don't think that looking back on it in 2019, that it deserved that, deserved that award.
1: I think it holds up better than you're giving it credit for.
0: I think it holds up fine. I personally found it very boring. Right. And I think,
1: and I, but what I'm saying is, like, in my instance, I think, I think Color Purple technically. Is the best movie across the board. While there are some aspects of of Kiss of the Spider Woman, I think are better than Color Purple. Mm-hmm. I think overall, Color Purple does its job better, or at least in enough categories over Kiss of the Spider Woman and over Witness and over Out of Africa, all of which I liked to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. I you know I can see the argument on on Kiss of the Spider Woman because of the acting, because of because of some of the production design. I just don't know if I feel like the movie. The movie extends beyond the sum of its parts.
0: No, and I, for for some things, I I I don't disagree with you, yeah. but I think that Kiss of the Spider Woman takes chances. In a way it does. In the color purple, and the color it. purple shied away from those. And I those think things. that's okay. probably because I think like you could say like they're both designed well, yep. they're both shot well, they're all acted well. But at but so if, if those are so if they're equal in all of those ways up until that point, which film ends up making a better statement about yeah. what it's trying to do, and and that is the Kiss of the Spider. And it's
1: weird. And you know what? I'm I see your point because. We're essentially talking about two movies that have um LGBTQ leads. Right. And one leans into it and one unfortunately kind of shies away. Mm-hmm. So I, I see your argument like Kiss of the Spider Woman does more for the for the for the stance that it's trying to take in its in its choice for characters and movie than color purple ultimately does. Mm -hmm. So I do see your argument there. And I would agree with you. Kiss of the Spider-Woman takes a much bolder chance than color purple does.
0: Yeah. And then, and then if you looked at out of Africa, out of that, it's almost, it's the safe choice. It's the big scope, romantic, foreign country, learning about yourself, identity, seeking, I'm a better person now movie. That you could you could say, oh, but it's sad, but it feels so good at the end. It's the English patient or something. You know what I mean? Oh, the English
1: patient was so good. But you know what? It's that style. Right. No, like no that I, I understand. Of, you of, have somebody who grows as a human. Like, there's, there's more of a tracked journey of growth and self-discovery right through and, which is out also, of Africa. Which is
0: also true in Spider Woman and in Color Purple. But I, it's a little more obvious in in out of Africa in some ways, and then even something like Witness, I don't even think that Harrison Ford's character had a character arc.
1: No, no, there was he, no there he, was no like profound character arc. He
0: he learned some things, but ultimately he's the same person. I think the leaving. character
1: arc is more the Amish. Yeah, right.
0: But but um, but Harrison Ford, which is picture.
1: weird because like you're essentially like because they look at him and yeah okay right. yeah it's um, nothing yeah and then color purple kind of blunts the character arc unfortunately right yeah yeah there is there are some issues with color purple i just think technically speaking it it ticks enough boxes for me to edge it past kiss of the spider woman yeah but i mean for a we're generally not that appreciative of 80s movies but I think this was actually a a pretty decent year
0: you know i i didn 't think that it was until we talked about it,
1: and that does happen sometimes
0: because i didn 't think really even my my best picture choice i 'm like oh man i 've seen better pictures than this, certainly, not even like my own personal taste, just like i 've seen movies better than this like
1: yes we 've seen better movies than Kiss of the Spider Woman, yeah. but that 's not that 's not degrading. That it's a good movie. No, exactly. And that it's, that it might be one like it might have been one of the four, be- uh, five best films of the year in the year that only six movies came out.
0: Right, Black Cauldron just unfortunately right. was that I mean, last movie.
1: And it's not even like most of these movies are bad, and Black Cauldron was worse. Black Cauldron was crap, but th- in my mind, four of these movies are good. Three of them, I think, are are bordering on really good. And two are really good, or or better. And in your mind, it's like fifty-fifty. Yeah, because you I don't, like. I understand you not liking out of Africa because you hate love. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. I want to give you some other movies
0: that came out in 1985, just to wrap this up. So, are you seeing what we're missing here? Back to the Future.
1: No, all right. J- Academy Awards are canceled. I'm just Back to the Future. Back That's to... that is now my that is now my pick for best picture.
0: There you go. Back to the Future, Breakfast Club, The Goonies, oh. Rainbow, First Blood Part Two, Rocky Four, Fright... Rocky.
1: Oh, Rocky Four. Yep. We're canceled again. I'm yes. changing my thing to Rocky Four. Fright Night,
0: Ooh. Weird Science, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Ew, Commando, St. Elmo's Fire. <gasps> <gasps>
1: canceled again. St. <Saint laughs> Elmo's Fire.
0: Return of the Living Dead, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Teen Wolf, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, Silver Bullet, Real Genius,
1: <gasps> Real Genius. Yep, mm. uh, Brazil. Probably still St. Elmo's Fire. Clue. Oh, canceled again. Clue. Uh,
0: National Pan National Lampoon's European Vacation. Um, I think I'm running out of. Jewel of the Nile, Red Sandra. Yep, I'm running there. Let's say those are the the those, last ones. Yeah, Reanimator,
1: Reanimator.
0: Yeah, all right. I'll say those are the last ones. But it's just, so out of like let's say that just that small list of movies that came out that yeah. year. This is what we. This is what we. Yeah, how Clue from. is not
1: nominated is beyond me.
0: I think I don't we, we know why Clue wasn't nominated, but Be, because arguably, they hate fun. But right, because the, the Academy Awards hate fun. <laughs> That's actually pretty much yeah. That's their motto. We're the Academy Awards. We hate movies that are fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's not making you think or you're yeah. sad, then
1: I mean Clue made you think. You're trying to think of who done it.
0: Yeah. And you know what? De- depending on where you watched it, it could have been anybody.
1: Yeah. Even I you. you're singing telegram bang. bang. Great you know, what, you know what? Out of that list of movies, was the worst one, Reanimator. No, no, that's got Jeffrey Combs.
0: It does have Jeffrey Combs voiced the Scarecrow on Batman yeah. the Animated Series. Anyway, continue.
1: Goonies.
0: I've never seen the Goonies.
1: Good, don't watch it. It's a horrible movie. I was. too And I'm by the way, young. you can direct hate mail too.
0: I'm <laughs> I'm too a uh, direct mail to at Academy Rewind <laughs> on Twitter. I'm too young for the Goonies. And so, like, I had just, I had just missed this, like, the era of eighties movies that I, I've never seen.
1: The best thing about Goonies is the Cindy Lauper soundtrack.
0: Don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest. I know Sean Astin's in it, and that's, yeah, that's
1: that's one of the reasons it's bad a movie. Thus, thus ends
0: my knowledge of the Goonies.
1: Thus endeth the lesson,
0: indeed. Anyway, you can find you can find us on Twitter and Gmail at Academy Rewind, and you can, of course, go to thoppableaudio.com. Check out all thopable audio shows you can go to patreon.com slash the bubble audio to check out um there are patreon goodies there even 25 cents a week a dollar a month 12 dollars a year really helps keep the lights on the price of one movie at the movie theater basically a year and you can help us keep the lights on get this podcast and let this podcast keep going and so, Palmer, do you have anything else to say? No. Well, I'm good. That's good because I think they're this off.
1: No, I have so many more people to think. Bye. Right.
0: Just kidding. We're back. And we ran back on stage to tell you what is coming up in the 1976 movies episode. One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, Barry Lyndon, Nashville, Dog Day Afternoon, and Jaws. Coming up next episode, 1976 Best Picture nominees.
1: Yay, Nashville.